this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. just pray one more time. Lord, we thank you that you are here with us right now on this glorious Sunday morning in church together and online together, Lord God. We pray that you would speak to us all, that your word goes out and does not return void without accomplishing what you want it to accomplish. Our hearts are hungry and open this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you. Can I give you all that? Just some reading material. Please don't read it while I'm preaching. How's it going? Ah, so good. It's good to be in church. Got a little baby in church. She's so cute. Yay. Getting out and about yet? A couple of nice fresh haircuts. Sudi wins. I like yours. <laughs> um, but yeah, that we're just we're opening up. We're getting out, seeing people. It's fun. Christmas. Tim, you maniac. I love it. <laughs> I actually thought I was looking at the calendar and I'm like, there's not that many weekends to go. Like we gotta, we have to schedule when we put our tree up. And I'm excited. Bring on Christmas. This is our first Christmas though with like a full toddler. So I don't know what you guys do but I'll report back. (laughs) She's pretty good. (laughs) All right. Let's read from the Bible. Matthew chapter 16, verse 21. We're going to read till verse 27. I'm a Sue legend. From that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke Jesus, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. You are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Come on, Stella, listen, please. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Are you a loser? That's the title of my message today. Are you a loser? And I want you to title the podcast that as well. We'll see if it gets more clicks. (laughs) Um, Just as an experiment, not because we need more clicks. It's fine. It's only me and Mitchell that care about that. (laughs) Are you a loser? This is the great call for you and I, if we desire to follow Jesus, that we take up our cross as Jesus did and lose our life. You may take her out. Thank you, Caleb. 
It was fun while it lasted. So we're going to unpack that today, this idea of losing our life. This powerful verse that, that, that calls for it, it says, whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake, for the sake of Jesus, will find it. And this passage is in the middle of Jesus talking about what he is going to accomplish on earth. He starts by talking about that he's going to go and, and die and be, and, and be crucified and be resurrected. And then it, it, after he says this, this line about saving his life and losing his life, then we come back to the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels. So the whole concept of losing our life, it's all about Jesus. He is the, the why and he is the how of how we do that, how we lay it down and why we lay it down and for whom we lay it down and through whom we lay it down. It's all about Jesus. We're not talking about just martyrdom for martyrdom's sake or a pious sort of self-sacrifice to indulge some kind of religiosity that we maintain. This is about Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, and in him, we are called to lay down our life. Because the Bible is full of losers, people losing their life, people who gave up their life in order to follow Jesus and dropped everything. We saw, of course, as we um, talked about Peter the last couple of weeks, that the disciples, that was the beginning of their glorious journey with Jesus. He said in Matthew 4.19, Jesus said to them, Come, follow me, I will make you fishers of men. At once, they left their nets and followed him. They lost their life. They're like, we're fishermen. What are we without our nets? What are we without fishing? They lost their life. They laid it down. It said at once. They didn't sort of stay in town for a few weeks, type a few loose ends, kind of, oh, I might sell them on Gumtree because I can get a really good price, Jesus, and that'll be good for like food and like materials and supplies and stuff. So I will follow you, but let me just, like I'll just wrap this whole up. So, you know, they just were like, yep. Ruth dropped everything to go with Naomi and in that she found um, Boaz and the life that she was called to lead and was part of the genealogy of Jesus. What about Mary? We'll be hearing more about her as we come towards Christmas, I'm sure. But she lost everything when that angel showed up and said, you're going to get pregnant and have a baby. And she's like, it's not going to look good. Like, are you sure? He's like, uh, yeah. And that you know, like, people would have for sure talked about that. That's, like, not, that was not, I mean, that was, that would be, like, a big deal now. She was a teenager, but back then, that was, like, unthinkable. Can you imagine that, like, did you hear about Mary? What? She's pregnant. What? She got knocked up. And she's telling people that it was an angel. What? So, not only is she pregnant, she's absolutely lost the plot. Like, and, you know, like, that, we can sort of be flippant about it now because we know how her story worked out. But, like, those moments are really painful. You know, we think about our brothers and sisters in Christ being persecuted around the world. And, like, it's hard to even imagine what that's like if your life is at risk and, you know, your freedom is, is, is not available to worship. But, like, it doesn't necessarily have to diminish what it feels like when when people turn against you, people that you love maybe, people that care about you or were supposed to care about you and now they're saying things that aren't true. And like that, those moments of, of 
losing social standing and dignity and like that that is painful the the point of this is that there is a loss so we don't have to be immediately flippant excuse me about like oh well it's for Jesus so it's fine like there's loss there for sure there's loss and I know some great heroes in the faith some in this room that have lost stuff that have paid a price to be in this room that have paid a price to continue to follow Jesus. You don't, you don't have to dismiss that. In fact, if, if you don't ever feel that sense of loss or experience that little pangs of letting go, then maybe you haven't laid it all down. Because I know that the Christians that I look up to, like that, there's stuff that they've laid down. There's things they've had to leave behind and walk away from and even relationships or, or, or key people that they're not you know, you can't be together anymore because it's not what, you know, like you're making a choice and going this and that. There's some stuff that goes down for sure and there is loss there. So we don't have to kind of immediately go, oh, yeah, it's for Jesus, it's okay, it's okay. Like it, it, it hurts. It can really hurt. There's, some, there's you, you know, and, and maybe you can think about in your world the, the moments of rejection or, or the things that you've sort of, ah, that, and, you know, you have those parallel paths of like, could have pursued that whole thing and I didn't and there, you know, maybe that person did and you can see that that's weird, eh? When you're like, that could have been me maybe and it's like, but I'm here because I'm here. And that's what Mary answered to the angel in Luke one thirty-eight. Her response when he, he laid out this plan, she said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled. She's like, yep, I'll do it. And do you think it was worth it? She carried Jesus. She, that, was what, that was her price to pay in order to literally carry Jesus and, you know, probably spent more time with Jesus on earth than any other person. Quite likely, quite possible. Like, to have this intimate parent relationship with the Messiah. Like, what, what a life. What a calling. What a, of course it was worth it. Of course it was worth it. It doesn't mean it wasn't hard. It doesn't mean there wasn't loss, but of course it was worth it. And so talk about finding your life. You lose your life, you, found, you find it. Her whole destiny was in that choice, was in that, in that call. And what a glorious destiny for her. And there's one for us too. So what does that look like for us? What might we have to give up? Just, you know, everything, all of it our comfort, our social status, maybe some key relationships, maybe career ambition, maybe wealth or a pursuit of wealth or a a personal stability or a long-term plan, maybe there's certain goals that you're having to yield, maybe free time, that sort of I've carved out my weekends and we do this and we have the sport and then we do the lawns and that's the weekend, like... Maybe uh, having to kind of let go of some of those, you know, domestic plans. Maybe your dignity. Maybe there's things you have to... I, um, I was outside Coles the other day and there was a woman who was a bit of a character having a few issues. And so I just talked to her, asked if she was okay. And she was talking about some pain that she had. And, and so I, I felt like, oh, I want to pray for her. I didn't feel like it would be like... A long conversation with her. I just wanted to pray and, and kind of... But I kept looking to see people walking past because it was right outside the doors of Cole. So I'm like, I'll wait until there's no one walking past and then I'll lay hands and pray on it. Like I didn't... I wasn't even 
embarrassed to ask her to pray for her or put my hand on her, but I just didn't want anyone else to see. And so I'm like, yeah, 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 chatting, like, when's the moment now? I'm like, get over yourself. Just pray for the woman, like, and I did. You'll be pleased. But, you know, my favorite story about um, loss of dignity, and look, I've got plenty. I'm sure I could, but I'd rather share one about Caleb because it's it's a good one. (laughs) Um, So we met when we were at Bible college some 12 years ago now, and um, we weren't, I wouldn't even say we were friends. I just, like, knew him. He was, he was just a, a guy. And um, we went, at the end of the year, they did, like, a sort of missions ministry trip um, around Byron Bay in that area. And so we'd all sort of go and basically just do working bees for local churches and stuff. It was good. And then we did this, like, barbecue at uh, the main grassy spot uh, in Byron. Excuse me. Great water, Frosty. He's on form. Um, so we do like a barbecue and you just like in people around to have a free feed and you talk to them about Jesus, pray for them, whatever. And so it's on like, there's the beach, the main Byron Bay beach and then the main sort of barbecue picnic area and stuff. So there's a lot of people around and we're all hanging out and they're making this barbecue and then someone cooked like these bananas. I'm sure I've shared this story before anyway. Like someone put, I think you put chocolate, like little buttons of chocolate or chunks of chocolate in the banana like you peel it then you put them in and then you wrap that in foil and cook it on the barbecue so it goes kind of like gooey and I don't know who I don't think it was Caleb's idea but someone did that that was like a treat that they were making so anyway everyone's milling around and then I see Caleb carrying one of these things just like this thing of foil and he's just come up from the beach Caleb is obviously really hot we know that um and he was hot then but he he did dress a lot like he was going camping all the time like if someone asked him to go camping he'd be ready because he was already wearing like full South Island woolens and like it's Byron Bay but that was just his look he had long hair so he looked less dignified than he does now still great still hot but not like necessarily someone that you would want to just randomly run into so I see him walking up the hill and I'm like oh where did you go and he's like oh I just walked down the beach to see if anyone wanted these but they didn't want it and I was like did you go by yourself yeah just me to who I was just walking up to people like who were sunbaking and stuff and I go what did you say to them and he goes oh I just said like do you want do you want this I said did you just have one he goes yeah just the one I was like, what did you ask? He goes, I just said, hey, do you want this? What is it? Like two girls in swimmers like, what? what? It's just um, a banana with chocolate. (laughs) Um, No, thank you. I'll just, I won't have that actually from the random guy on the beach in Byron Bay dressed like he's going camping, carrying a chunk of foil. Hi, would you like this? No? well, Jesus loves you, goodbye. And so he walked up the whole beach offering this one, like if you had a tray, you would look slightly more official or legit. You just had one. Like, do you, no, please go, please step away now. So he did the lap and he had to come back up the hill with his, and that, I was like, maybe I will marry this guy. (laughs) What a hero. I, look, so, you know, there was a lack of dignity in that moment, perhaps, and I'm sure he's glad he's not in the room right now, but I hope he can hear every word, babe. Um, I don't know if that was like 100% the Holy Spirit guiding that moment, but maybe it was. I don't know what those encounters may or may not have led to, but the thing is, we do have those moments where God's like, do this thing, and you're like, no, like, 
And sometimes the loss of dignity is sort of silly and playful and sometimes it's really actually hard or it's like you're making a stand about something or just there's some tough moments but it's so worth it to lay it down. I mean, the context of this whole conversation is Peter that he's just rebuked. He's like, I'm going to go and be killed. I'm going to suffer many things in front of the highest status members of society and then they're going to kill me. And Peter takes Jesus aside and says, no, 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 Lord. This will not happen to you. And he rebukes him. He's like, get behind me, Satan. He's like, don't tell me that this isn't going to be hard. Don't say that this isn't going to cost something because Jesus knew what he was about to lay down and so for someone to dismiss it and say no you don't have to do that yes I will and so it's like oh no 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 people you know you you worry Australian free society it's like yeah but there is sometimes a cost there is sometimes something that you have to lose and it, it might not look very dramatic it might look almost entirely mundane but you know those moments where you're like I really gave that weekend to that person or I really I I did I really that I had to make that relationship's not what it was more fun before but I've had to really stand here in this place and and there's a you know what you know in your heart the things that you've had to lay down for Jesus and don't forget that it's worth it because there's glory on the other side of those choices and ultimately it is about the heart because that's the thing it will look different for different people because of the life that they're called to lead and the, and the places that Jesus has placed them and that's why we have these heroes around the world meeting in fields sharing scraps of paper with the word of God written on them and and hidden under houses so that they can pray together in the dead of night and we we don't have that life right now and we thank Jesus for that but but wherever you are in your place in your moment there's some things that you're called to lay down and and we can do it we can do it in Jesus because he 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 paid the price it's just about yielding it's just about letting go. Here's a guy who was called to let go. Matthew 19, verse 16. Just then a man came up to Jesus and asked, what did he ask? Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, there is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones, he inquired, Jesus replied, do not murder, commit adultery, steal, false testimony, honour your father and mother, love your neighbour as yourself. All of these I have kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. It's an amazing question that he asked Jesus. He's like, I, I have, I, I do follow those commandments. I've kept them all. What do I still lack? And maybe that's how you feel. You're like, okay, I'm, I've definitely accepted Jesus into my life. I'm in church. I'm living a kind of Christian life. What do I still lack? Maybe there's things that you're holding back. Maybe, maybe it's, the, it's, the to, it's the losing. It's the total laying down. Maybe, maybe there's more that you can pour out. And it's not about you sort of achieving something or works or earning a sense of salvation. But there is a loss that we are called to. And here it is. He's like, what do I still lack? And Jesus is like, give me everything. 
And it's so sad because this guy knew, he knew what he had to do in order to have that total close fellowship with Jesus and he didn't want to give it. He just, he's like, it's not quite worth it. I don't, or he just, he couldn't do it. He went away sad. He wanted to do it, but he couldn't do it. Like, that's so sad. And, you know, you see some Christians and you, you, some of you out there, life just looks a bit odd and it's totally not for us to judge, but you just think, I don't know, like, why do they one way sad maybe? Like, there's just something. All I know for sure is that I want my heart to be totally yielded to Jesus because that, that's the call. And, and it's about those big moments of setting up a life that is fixed around Jesus and God's will for us. And then it's about the daily moments of yielding, of dying, of laying it down for him. I mean, Paul said to the Corinthians that I die daily, like take up your cross each day. And I think, you know, parenting is a great example of this because you give up everything. Everything. Like, it's really crazy. I... It's like crazy to think about my life before and after we had children. Like, I mean, we physically moved. We lived like in like a cool apartment in Surrey Hills. We both had cool jobs, traveled a lot. Like, and now I just go for walks in the burbs and I love it. It's awesome. But like I gave up everything, like my job and our where we lived. And we, we, we felt like it was time to move back to the coast and be close to family and, and close to church and like, that was definitely worth it. I'm so, so glad we did it. But we did have to give something up there. You know what I mean? So life is just this constant thing of letting something go and picking up the life that God's given. Like you, you save your life, you lose it. You lose your life, you find it. So there's losing and finding every day, all the time. And it's up to you to focus on the life that you found rather than the life that you've lost because they both exist. And you can just be scrolling on social media, watching every... I mean, no one's traveling, so that's nice. There's no FOMO. But, you know, you're like, oh, look what they're all doing. Like, or you can focus on the life that you found because that's the one that's in Jesus. And that's the one that's worth it. And it is worth it. Can I just say... It's what, I mean, particularly when it comes to parenting, like, I think it's really good that there's this sort of shift in the conversation that people can be really open and real about the challenges of parenting and all of that. But, like, let's not swing the pendulum too far. It's really, really good. Like, I, I have this weird thing. People are like, how's it going with having two? And I'm like, it's great. We have two kids. Like, I, it's... And one of my friends said to me, she was like, wow, you're the, she's what she said, you're the first person who has said something positive about going from one to two. That is so, no one's making you have kids. Stop having children and whinging about it if it's so hard. Like, it's hard, but like, it's amazing. We do, everyone's doing it for a reason. Like, I, I just think like, it's so good. Let's like celebrate. The only sort of really joyful mothers that I get to hang out with are here in church where they're like having fun doing it. And like, yes, it's hard. Yes, we talk about the challenges. But it is better than it is hard. It's, it, the good is better than the bad for sure, right? Because it's children. It's their lives. Like it's good. Can we just – anyway, that's just my own personal thing. Like parenting is fun. Being a mom is great. Like yay, a bit more of that and less of like, but it is hard. Okay, I know. Like, anyway, like you feel like you're like showing off if you say that you like it. It's like, a, anyway, this is my, I could go on for hours. 
<laughs> mother's groups, man. It's a whole world. It is, I do actually like it. No, but I just, I have to be the, like, bright spark. <laughs> so we lay it all down. And, I mean, that rich young guy, like, for him it was wealth. Like, that was the thing that he had to really give up. And maybe that's not a thing for you. Like, with the ping pong ball, maybe you've got it covered. And that's, like, probably for a lot of you know, Central Coast Aussies, for us, it's a little bit more like, nah, dig in a bit more, give it, you know, like, push a bit harder, maybe, like, give a bit more to your, you know, whatever, like, but what, you you know what it is in your heart that the Holy Spirit is calling to you to lay down. It's good. Because this is the crux of the Christian walk. We lay it down, we lose our life, we find it, and we do find it. And this is kind of just my last point, is that we find it, that the life that we were actually created for is available to us in Jesus. The peace and contentment and fulfillment and joy that we want is, is available. It's, it's there. It's, and so once you lay it down, it's kind of just about having faith that, you're in the life that God's called you to lead. That, that, that there is, like John 10.10, 10, Jesus said, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. The fullness of life is here in Jesus. I asked um, Byron last week or whatever, how, how's it going? What's, you know, how are you guys? He said, yeah, life's full. I was like, that is such a refreshing answer, isn't it? Like, if anyone's allowed to be busy, it's Byron and his business and all his children and all. But he's like, it's full. Because busy's boring. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. We're all busy. It's full. And it's, and it's busy and hard and we're tired and we're having a ball because life is full, right? That's, let's, I'm going to start saying that if it's, it's full. But I'm not busy, by the way, because I'm on maternity leave, so. I'm hanging. I'm free. <laughs> I'm available. Because <laughs> there is a fullness of life that's only found in Jesus. And I refuse to believe the enemy's lie that I've missed out. Because that is a lie that will permeate. And how sad, like how sad for that rich young guy to not give it up because he just wanted to keep his wealth and he couldn't quite, he couldn't quite lay it down. But how sad if you lay it down and then you just like follow Jesus around like, I miss my money. Like... <laughs> was so cool when I was rich like that's so weird like don't don't lay it down and then be like oh oh you know like people do and they're sort of like oh we used to like really party it's like okay like don't sort of celebrate the old like it's weird like move on this is this is the life the fullness of life is here in Jesus it's not here I feel like I'm weirdly like you guys are in the foot no we're all this is it here here or here up there yeah (laughs) And, you know, there's that sense of, you know, that satisfaction when you're in like that, you're doing the thing that you're called to do and you're, you're in the zone and you're like, everyone, it looks kind of different. But those moments of just like, ah, oh, I'm, this is like, I'm, I'm a writer and when I'm like alone, got a brief and I'm writing and it's coming to get like that, I just love that feeling. I'm so in the zone. I'm so like, that's what I'm like made to do. And you know, or like Beth and Leah, these worshippers, and like they've, they've, 
Bethany's always just sending music to everyone and listen to this song. Like she's just in worship and she's got the songs and they rehearse and they, they pray and they seek God and they come together and they lead the crowd. Like these moments of like, oh, that's, that's the moment of like fulfillment in Christ and in our calling that we can experience. And like, you know, she could be in the line for X Factor, like, cool, like, you know what I mean? You, or you lay it down and you, you pour out your gifts to the, to the house, to the kingdom, and that's those moments of total... I remember one time we were driving, I don't even know who this girl was, she was like, we were about nine or ten and we were driving and mum was in the front seat and she was chatting to this girl and like, oh, so, you know, what do you want to do when you like grow up? And she goes, oh, I want to be a famous singer. And mum, who, this girl, this poor girl, no one had it, she was like, why do you want to be famous? She's like, I don't know, because I'm nine. Like, just that's what, you know. <laughs> but it was like, oh, you know, fame. Oh, you could, if you want to sing, why don't you sing in church? Why don't you sing for God? It's just legit, you know, like, go like, okay, cool. Thank you, Pastor Ruth. Let me out of the car. <laughs> like, but, you know, seriously, it's like there's a, there's a big kind of, oh, that would be the ultimate, wouldn't it? But it's, it's not, man. It's here, isn't it? It's here. It's here in, with a whole bunch of losers, losing our life and finding the life that we're called to lead. Because the context of this verse where he says, I may come that you may have life and have it to the full, he actually says that they may have life. He's talking about sheep. He's saying, I'm the shepherd and you're the sheep and I've come that you may have life. He's all that stuff about the gate and the... So... When it comes to us versus God, or not verse, but in comparison, pardon me, we're sheep. Like that's, and thank goodness we have a shepherd, a kind, wise, loving shepherd who goes, come this way, come on, leave, leave all that, leave all that, come this way. That, you know, a sheep is like such an insult now, like don't be a sheep, man, like do your own research. Just whatever, like it's not like, but we are sheep. When it comes to Jesus, when it comes to God, we are but sheep. And thank you, Jesus, that he is the perfect shepherd to lead us into a place of total yielded fulfillment at the foot of the cross. So there's things that we're called to lay down. There's big stuff, there's life stuff, there's that career pursuit or that ambition or that relationship and the and then there's just the little stuff every day the oh, no, I just lay it down sometimes I get invited to something and I just feel the Holy Spirit be like and I'm like it's fine it's the same people that I always hang out with. it's like we've been to parties other before I'm, I'm driving I'm not gonna like get caught up in some crazy it's like and he, he the thing with the Holy Spirit is like it's a still small voice he's just like you're like no no, 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 no it's fine like do what you want, but I'm just saying. Like, I feel like that's the Holy Spirit, right? Do what you want, but I mean, because it's a still voice, so it doesn't it doesn't waver. It's not like, oh, really? Oh, so okay. Well, no, okay. I think you should go. No, he's like, I said what I said, girl. Do what you want. Like, and so those are the moments that we get to decide the kind of life that we want to live. And I want a full life, yielded to the Father in heaven because this is where it's all happening. And one day we'll get to heaven and we'll be so glad that we poured it all out. Imagine if Jesus was like, 
oh, I actually really like it. I might just stay on earth. Like, I'm just going to stay here and the fishing's good. And they're like, no, we, he came to earth for a reason and so did we. So we pour it all out. We lay it all down, but it's worth it. We get to heaven one day, ask Peter if it was worth it. He gave up everything. He left his now. Imagine if he was like, no, I loved fishing. I did miss it. Like, no, he laid it all down. Ask Mary if it was worth it. Oh, it's, oh I hate it when those people were talking about me. She, it was worth it. They would do it again. And, you know, we just thank Jesus for those Christians around the world that are giving up so much right now to be in fellowship with him, to maintain a relationship with their heavenly father. We are so blessed, church, but there's still things that we can lay down and it's worth it. Let's do it. Let's be a big whole bunch of losers. Let's lose our life because there we find it. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Come on, band. The last page of my notes just says, let's pray. So shall we pray? (laughs) Thank goodness I printed that out. I might recycle that. Junie can draw on it later. Okay, close your eyes. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you that you sent your son Jesus to make that ultimate first sacrifice. And all we have to do now is follow in his footsteps. I pray that we would all feel compelled to pour it out at the foot of the cross, to to yield our life and let you take control. We want to be followers of Jesus. And in that, I thank you that we find the most full and glorious life that you created for us. I pray that you would bless everyone here, that you would help us to walk out that life together, Lord God. In Jesus' name, we thank you. If you feel like there's things that you're holding back and you're like, oh, yeah, I could. If that speaks to you at all, just just in your heart right now, just make that commitment to Him. It's not about works or earning or it's just, it's just a letting go. Maybe your fist is kind of clenched around certain parts of your world. Just even like that TV show, whatever, just, and just loosen your grip right now. Just you and God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.